0: Hello and welcome to The Inside Scoop, The Insider Media's group's very own podcast where we create, connect, and empower. We share stories of both the students of Schulich and industry professionals. My name is Emeka.
1: And my name is Sean Zane, and we will be your hosts for this episode. If you think of Schulich spirit, the Schulich community, and those who bleed blue and green, you will 100% think of our 2021 orientation week O chairs, Alessia and Begni. Today, we are so happy to talk to them about Frosh and student life.
0: Thank you again, Alessia and Vagmi, for joining us today on our podcast. Uh, We are so happy to get to talk to you guys about fraud and your life in general. So let's start off with introducing yourself and what's your story?
2: Okay, y'all really are starting off with the heavy-hitting stuff right away. But okay, life story. Not really sure how to fit 21 years of life into a minute or two, but we're going to try our best. So my name is Vagmi Sha. My pronouns are she and her going to my fourth year of BBA, specializing in finance and marketing and maybe OMIS. I guess my story is that of a painfully shy, introverted girl who stumbled headfirst into a love of reading at a very young age and transformed herself into an extrovert, started knocking out some decently big goals and developed a personality somewhere along the way, I'd like to think. I am a firm believer in the fact that change lies at the end of the roads that offer the biggest obstacles and progress is found when you seek the experiences that cause discomfort. And I'm also a firm advocate of mentorship, feminism, and the undeniable fact that pineapple does not belong on pizza.
1: Okay, why do you have to come for me
2: like that? <laughs> Same, like, listen, it's just an undeniable fact. There's nothing I can do about this. But cool, I'll pass it off now to my lovely, my phenomenal, my fantastic co-chair now. I just have to say
3: I do have to agree with Vegme because, listen, if Gordon Ramsay says pineapple does not belong on pizza, then it really does not belong on pizza. So I will join Vegme in that debate against y'all. But this is a tough question. I feel like after the last two months of getting to know myself through icebreakers, I should probably be able to tell my story, but let's see how it goes. So my name is Alessia Paniccia, my pronouns are she and her, and I am feeling a little bit old as I enter into my fourth year of the BBA program specializing in marketing and omis, But like Vagney said, this is all the fluff, so I will get into my story. My story, all the ups and downs have genuinely all taken place in the same home in Toronto for the past 20 years. If I were to travel back in time, it's genuinely funny to see how much I have drastically changed. As a kid, I was a very curious and eager person to try new things, even though I was terribly shy and introverted, similar to So Sometimes that doesn't work out as much as you hope. I was involved in a lot of different sports, such as swimming, playing volleyball, skating, and dancing. But my home, no matter the age, forever and always will be on the soccer field. And that is a big part of who I am today. As I became older, I began to lose touch with that side of me and found some new passions, one being charity. So in high school, I was heavily involved in the Garcia Kids Charity Club and other nonprofit organizations, which Actually, somewhere I hope to work one day in the future after ending or like finishing Ashulk. As a result, I became a firm believer of helping others without having the expectation of getting something in return. And that the key to survival is the power of those little things in life, like sharing stories or even just those small comforts that everyone loves.
1: You're so wholesome. Make you wanna like make so happy just listening to you. <laughs> so I guess we're gonna just go into questions about Frost now that we're through the introductions. For all our new listeners, we just want to know, what is FROSH and what happens during the seven days of orientation week?
3: FROSH is also referred to as orientation week or O-week for short. And it's essentially a week long event that focuses on helping incoming students transition into university. Over the seven days, there's a variety of different events and activities where you get to bond with other incoming students and even upper years throughout the course of the seven days. Those upper years are available as mentors, and you'll also be provided with resources that help you succeed as you come into first year, which I know I needed in first year. And I'm so glad that there were people there to kind of provide that to me. But what happens during Frosh? Froshies essentially will be put into teams with other incoming students. So you will not be alone and you'll have upper years as leaders for within each group as well. Through our events, essentially throughout the seven days, we want to promote three different things, especially this year, which is inclusivity, positivity, and most importantly, the epitome of Frosh is having a fun time. It's a chance for incoming students to essentially bond with their team and upper years by taking part in some fun, yet competitive sometimes, events, which makes fun times two. (laughs) It also is an opportunity during those seven days for us to answer any burning questions you may have, whether that be about student life, getting involved with clubs or councils, academics. I know a lot of people have questions about that. So any question you may have, this is the time you get your answer. But most importantly, Frosh, and during those seven days of orientation week, it's a chance for incoming students to show their shoe spirit through some of the challenge we have during the week. We just wanna see who will come prepared to show how much they love shoeing and being a bulldog. And we're super, super excited for it this year.
0: Y'all can't see, but back we did a little like dance in the corner and it was the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> and that really just showcased how much passion and love our old chairs have for Frosh. And <laughs> this idea of like creating something so spectacular for the incoming class. I know in my first year and I was walking through the doors, I was still debating if I should go to Frosh. So why would someone go to Frosh and the benefits of going?
2: Very, very excellent time in the summer, I think, to be asking this question because it's like you said, Em. I think a lot of us do kind of debate this question in like going into first year about should I really be going? Is it worth it or whatnot? But I think the way that I kind of look at it is Frosh is a place for you to be around the people who are you and who have been you. So, you know what? Alessia and I have been down this road way too many times. I hope y'all can believe us when we say that. When you come in as the first year and you meet these other students you who you're going to be spending the next four years with trust us every single person comes in with the exact same doubts and questions and confusions that you yourself are having and it's just a place for you to be with the people who exactly are you and to also get to meet those upper years who have been you and they're there to be your mentors now and they know how to help you because they've been in those same places and situations they give you the resources and the guidance that you need and help you build the friendships and the connections and I heard a saying recently I'm pretty sure it's some kind of old saying or whatever but it went along the lines of whenever someone gives you a piece of advice they're actually saying to you what they wish their past self had known and I think that's so so accurate and I definitely see that in just the interactions that me and Alessia have had with other people at Frosh or is the way they, that we see leaders interacting with their Froshies at Frosh and the things that you learn from your leaders genuinely are things that they themselves have learned through struggles and experiences firsthand. And they're trying to help you avoid the mistakes that they made. So ask them your questions, get those answers, because they're there to help you and support you as much as they can and all that. Plus, it's a super fun time. And like, it's a great opportunity for you to step out of your comfort zone if you're looking to do that sort of thing in university.
1: That was really well put, Dagmi. And like, truly, considering I did my frosh last September and it was online, I still, even though a lot of kids now are asking me, oh, how did you feel about having a virtual frosh? knowing everything you've said and comparing it, I'm like, I can agree. I still had all those experiences and it was still a wonderful time. But I know people are wondering how does online frosh differ from in-person and whether or not the hype is the same?
3: I actually really, really like this question. Both of us wanted to be transparent and provide essentially a rationale behind our reasoning for going forward with planning a virtual frosh versus an in-person one this year and how this decision genuinely does not impact the overall purpose of orientation week. Although we know that restrictions are starting to be lifted by the government and everyone is very eager to have some sort of normalcy in their lives. Since a week is a significantly large event with hundreds of people, and I mean like hundreds, with Froshies and leaders, exec team, O chairs, president, our number one priority essentially is the safety of everyone participating in the event. So from our understanding, there's currently a limitation of approximately 25 people in groups that would be allowed outside but on campus which does not allow for a lot of interaction for froshies and it's uncertain as of right now whether that number would increase or eventually decline even which becomes a little bit more difficult but going back to what frosh is and what the purpose is we also want to make sure that at every stepping stone during our week we are promoting inclusivity and that comes from making the event accessible to even international students as well, who genuinely may not even be back in Toronto by that time. One thing, however, we are very, very excited for this year, especially when it comes to creating that same hype that you usually are found in person, is our spirit team. Gotta give a shout out to them. They have been working tirelessly to elevate how we can incorporate that spirit aspect back into orientation week, whether that be through cheers or videos that are very embarrassing to make, but Put a smile on other people's faces and but something that really does create that same level of hype and i genuinely say this with all my heart is our incredible leaders who are passionate about frosh and just welcoming the incoming students that you can sense their spirit and charisma through a screen which makes it feel as if we are in person and it really is all thanks to them that we are even able to pull off a virtual orientation with the same hype and enthusiasm so whether virtual, in-person, you will get the same hype, just in a different format.
0: Yeah, I think all four of us have experienced an online FROSH last year. And we all can say like, the love is still there, the hype is still there, and that shield community is still there to support the incoming class. Whether they're struggling with academics or just getting to know the environment, Like we're all there for them. And that's the real purpose of FROSH.
2: I'm going to jump in really quickly and say fan of Insider. Keep your eyes peeled to see our lovely, fantastic M be part of that video that Alessia was talking about. That was super embarrassing wait. to make, but super fun oh, for everyone to I watch. Really much looking forward to watching it,
1: yo. My
0: shame <laughs> went down the drain with that video, and <laughs> I don't know if my exec team can look at me the same anymore. So, it so like even for our old chairs like to showcase their amazing skill in that video as well, and our entire exec team, it is truly something. <laughs> Unimaginable when we first went into Frosh in this exact team.
1: Okay, you're hyping it up. I'm, I'm excited to see it. The next question
0: we have, and we guys kind of touched upon it, is that this would be your fourth year in the Frosh world from going from a Froshy to a leaner to an exec to now being old chairs. Hey, tell us why you love Frosh so much.
2: We definitely have been around this for way too long. We feel quite old talking to some of the first years and the second years on the team. But I guess as much as frosh is definitely loved and hyped up at Shulick, and it's definitely a significant amount. I feel like people still don't fully understand how much it can change a person. I mean, look at me and Alessia, right? Frosh changed us colossally for the better, and I can't tell you how many people I know who felt that they never would have had the courage to be. A different person than I guess who they've been their entire lives if it weren't for Frosh providing that environment and going into university myself I was terrified and scared and definitely in no way brave enough to even kind of approach a stranger and introduce myself but by my second frosh I was throwing water balloons at my upper ears and I was screaming and jumping and dancing with new friends and old friends and absolute strangers and loving every second of it and I guess frosh gave me that courage to kind of be more than what I had imagined for myself coming into university or this new chapter of my life and I got the sense pretty early on that this. This is a place or an environment where you're not going to be judged for trying something new because everybody else is also trying something new. And at that point, there's literally nothing holding you back. Like if Rash is creating that environment and setting that tone to start your university journey and your transition to adulthood, if you're looking to become more than who you have been for the past four years or 12 years or 18 years, this is literally the place to try it out because there's nothing and no one stopping you from kind of redefining yourself, right? And that moment forward because you're around an entirely new group of people and it's super funny because Alessia and I have been execs all of our years that we've been involved with Frosh and as an exec you spend a lot of time observing people rather than interacting with them like one-on-one and I don't mean that in a creepy way it's just you get to see people kind of change from day one of their own Frosh when they come in and they're visibly scared and stiff and you get to day seven, and they have pretty much just let go of those inhibitions and are genuinely just enjoying the fact that they're there. And they're spending time with all these new people, and they're having a good time. And you get to see the effects of that confidence kind of take them through the rest of their first and their second and their third year. And I feel like there's so many current second and third years that I look at. And I remember seeing them at their own frosh, like the stiff, scared versions that came in on day one. And I've seen them evolve and grow on Schulich and like make these big accomplishments and achieve these big things. And it's so incredibly fulfilling to see that. And it's honestly a lot stranger to kind of be silently observing all of that and that journey and the monumental change that they've gone through and kind of think to yourself, you likely may never know this, but I've seen you grow and I've seen you learn and mature. And I'm so, so proud of you. And I can't wait to see where it takes you next. but. I love that Frosh enables that for people and it has for so many years. And I hope to continue see it doing that for more years ahead. A hundred percent agree with genuinely
3: everything Vegmi just said. I think for me, there genuinely aren't enough words to sum up the amount I love Frosh. It's my second home, the place where I feel most comfortable to be myself. And most importantly, the people I've met at Frosh have genuinely become my second family and the people I find comfort in speaking to about Literally anything and everything. But above all that, after having finished my second year, I felt very weird to say, but I felt very incomplete as I still hadn't found, I guess, my footing that would keep me grounded for the remainder of my time at Schulich. What changed all of that was this one small chance that someone took on me, shout out to Kia Avni, back in 2019, allowing me to be a part of the executive team and find some sort of purpose, I would almost say. But although I love like the event planning aspect of Frosh and being able to see the effect of my contribution that has on the incoming students and just the memories they make with their team and quad, what i have loved the most about frosh is just how inclusive the environment is even for even someone like me who may not be the first to yell at the top of your lungs or to be the one to start or initiate a cheer which still has a place and a role when it comes to helping incoming students what i've realized the most about Frosch, though especially in this position which i personally genuinely love is how many students i've been able to meet from other colleges and faculty whether that be through cross-college events or solely just through meetings And how much i've learned from their them and their experiences at university so no matter how many years i've been a part of frosh there's always something new to learn which just adds to the undying love that i have for frosh
1: yeah frosh just something really magical about it because it's a bunch of strangers and young people and like adults because there's like older grades and younger grades and you're just meshing and it's so chaotic but so beautiful at the same time so the way both of you put it is just so eloquent and so accurate. So going off of that, what drove you to become o chair specifically, like in line with this whole frosh spirit that everyone loves and like keeps going back for?
3: Yeah, of course. I think personally for me, it actually wasn't as easy of a decision for me as it may have been for O-Chairs in the past. I've always loved and had a passion for Frosch ever since day one, since I was that
1: first year little
3: kid coming into Schulich and university. But the energy that comes with it and being an exec, I often get caught up in how many things will actually affect my future rather than taking time to genuinely experience things in the present moment, which made it very difficult for me to decide. But one thing I personally have always loved is event planning. I knew that that was an opportunity to plan one of the largest events at Schulich. May never present itself again, and I couldn't miss the opportunity to be like fully immersed in every single aspect or detail of planning a week. But with that being said, I've always also wanted to give back in the sense of mentorship for incoming students, similar to how my own leaders did for me back in 2018, when I was just a first year, which had a big impact on my decision as well. As I think that a week is a touch point in being able to do so before students even begin the next four years of their lives. But above and beyond all that, what made me cross that line of not being sure that becoming O Chair would be the right decision is thinking back on my last three years of being involved in Frosch. It's become such a big aspect of what I associate with my time at Schulich. And although I associate like clubs and councils, all with getting involved in the Schulich community, I've often thought of OEIC as an addition to the Schulich community, almost like a new environment that happens outside of the school year, which is what I love about it the most. And It's what I look forward to the most every single year. I mean, after finishing school, it's like, okay, fresh time, let's go. And then when September comes, it's like a big part of my heart is just missing, which makes me sad every single time. And so having the chance to oversee it all this time genuinely was something that I personally could not pass on.
2: I think very, very similar on my end. I absolutely loved, loved, loved my time being an exec in 2019, which was my first time on the team. And I think seeing the impact that my O chairs at the time were able to create for the class of 2023 and how much work they put into it was honestly ridiculous. But that payoff was like nothing else I'd ever seen before. And to be entirely frank with you, I pretty much made my decision that night at closing ceremonies once. Everything had ended and we were pretty much cleaning up for the night at the end of the week. And I think every single day, every week, every month after that, for the next two years, that passion and the energy and the drive to achieve this goal, I guess, just kind of grew. And I wanted to make that kind of positive impact, right? I wanted to do that kind of good for others and provide those opportunities for mentorship and support. And friendship and guidance that I had seen happen. And this is about to sound so dramatic, but it felt like there was a fire lit under me and I was going to do as much as I could to get myself where I wanted to be. And I guess around this time, I also heard something really interesting along the lines of you're 40% more likely to achieve a dream if you write it down. And that chance increases even more if you tell the people around you about it, because unless we talk about our dreams, no one can really help us achieve them. I've just been incredibly lucky, and I'm so, so thankful to have the kind of support system that I do and my friends and family who've been the most encouraging and motivating and responsive to support my ambitions and to tell me to honestly get back up whenever I hit an obstacle. And it just means the absolute most. And I don't think I could have gotten to where I am if I didn't have that backing me up. And listen, Alessia will confirm this, but this role is a stupendous amount of work. And I've always felt like we have this incredible responsibility to all the people who kind of supported my getting here to wow them and impress them and show them that I was worthy of that support. And we're hoping to achieve that and leave this place a better place than we found it for whoever has it next. Honestly, at times it feels like there are a lot of messes to be cleaned up or a lot of things that can be done to make this environment a better place to work in and achieve things in. And it doubles how much work we need to get done in this very, very short summer. But it's the same kind of thing of I wish someone had done this for us now that we're in this position where we can make it better for the next O chairs, you know damn well that we're going to do what it takes and create that kind of change because progress at that impact as many levels within this institution that we can achieve we want to achieve and honestly, it's like Alessia said I spent every single summer of undergrad wrapped up in frost planning so I have no idea how empty I'll be feeling next summer but it's fine. I'm sure we're we're going to find something else that's overly stressful, but we'll immerse ourselves in it
3: anyway. It will be very empty. Like <laughs> so very empty. And when Frost comes around the next year and next year, it's just gonna <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna feel.
0: Let me tell you how I actually screamed when I saw Magni and reveal for O Chairs uh, like two or three months ago. Like I legitimately was so happy when I saw because I was so lucky to work with them last year as well. And I had no doubts about how amazing this frosh is going to be. And I'm low-key jealous about how fr- amazing this frosh is going to be because I can't be a froshie this year. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, these 2025s have no idea what our authors are planning for them this year. And it's going above and beyond what you can even imagine. This question is probably one of my favorites and something I still struggle to answer to this day. And it's what is your favorite moment at frosh, as a froshie or as a frosh leader?
3: I think for me, I'll start off as Froschi, my ultimate, ultimate, and I will always say this when someone asks me, my ultimate favorite moment when I was a Froshie back in 2018 has to be the lip sync battle. It was an opportunity essentially for Froshies to work with their team to create a dance to a group of songs and overall just make a fool of yourself, which is often scary as a shy and introverted Froshie like I was, but I love that the most about that specific event because Even though I was terrified, no one was an expert at dancing and just being able to see what people come up with. And at the same time, being able to work and get a lot closer to my team was genuinely a highlight of my frosh. I don't know if this is the right wording, but I have never felt so uncomfortably comfortable in my entire life going to that event. And I knew that that very moment that I was genuinely going to love my time at Schulich in terms of the last two full years and as an exec and even this year as an o chair it's very difficult for me to choose a moment um there isn't one specific one just because There's so many different people that I've been able to meet through each exec team that I've been working with. I would have to say, however, that being on the other side where I was not actually responsible for being a part of planning events and activities was very different and was genuinely an an inspiring experience, especially when... We finally arrive at o after four very long months to see all of our hard work and planning being brought to life. And I think that that was one thing I always will forever cherish about being an exec. But besides that, my favorite moment, I guess, was back when I was a first-time exec with big eyes unsure of what was going on <laughs> the confusion on all of our faces just trying to learn and keep up with what was happening was my absolute favorite thing and beg Me can 100 attest to this it was confusing and terrifying at the same time but looking back now that was the year that i was truly able to not only find who my group of friends were at shulik Vagme being one of them but that was the year i genuinely felt like i had upper years to talk to who would be able to ease my mind with any issues no matter how big or small it was and where I genuinely felt as though I was now fully immersed into the Shula community. So although I have a favorite moment as a froshy on the other side, it's so hard and difficult to choose.
2: I love that. But I think I have a very, very similar answers. So as a froshy, again, lip sync battle for me as well. Like I've mentioned, I grew up a super shy kid. And even throughout high school, I never really was kind of comfortable enough to be or have that kind of courage to perform in front of people. And in 2018, my own frosh, which may as well be prehistoric at this point. I guess at the Lip Sync Battle, like my team just kind of started working on the dance and I didn't think anything of it. I was just working with my other froshies and my leaders to create that performance and then pretty much just went on stage and had so much fun performing it. And then I think I remember even kind of going into the crowd at the end to like hype other audience members up into like dancing and cheering along. And I didn't think anything of it, right? Like I came home that day and I just sat there and it, like the realization kind of hit me like a truck with the fact that I just did that in front of 500 people. And I felt nothing. I felt happy doing it. There was no anxiety, no overthinking, no stress. And the fact that I was kind of able to let go of all that useless stuff and just genuinely enjoy myself, I think was so, so incredible. And I'm very thankful to have had that opportunity to do that. So we're trying to emulate that for everybody else now. And then I think as an exec, very similar to Alessia, We've had a pretty unorthodox journey, to be quite honest, because we got so close to our exec team that year so quickly. And I don't know if that's different from what a lot of other first years in leadership positions usually experience, but it was just so, so easy to form such a strong connection with all of the upper years on that team and the relationships that we made there. Like, like Alessia said, we've been together since day damn one, bonding over the fact that we're confused as heck trying to go with the flow and figure things out as they go along. And now we're co-chairs together and we've seen each other kind of make a lot of mistakes and grow and learn um, and mature throughout the years. And the fact that we get to take on this huge thing together now is just so fantastic. And then I think in that year, that 2019 exec team, I got super close to my O chair as well. Huge shout out to Kia. I'm going to send him a link to this and make sure he listens to this part. But he's been my mentor and my friend and my honest to God role model and has been such a huge support system and hype man throughout all of the things that this journey has kind of put me through and helped me get to where I am today. So just very, very thankful that I get to experience the relationships that I've made with both of these people. And it's just beyond anything that I saw coming when I filled out that application. But man, oh man, am I grateful for it.
1: That's really beautiful. It gives a lot of depth to everything and the experience. And I'm a leader for this frosh. And I'm like, I'm so excited to go back to this and continuously in it. So I'm excited to have my own experience the way you have reiterated it to us. So in order to get here, how did you break out of your shell in the first place?
2: Excellent question. I'm not sure if I can pinpoint like one specific act or event that triggered this for me, right? It's a lot of occurrences that kind of conglomerated into part of the journey that this has been. But I think before I entered university, I had a lot of ideas, as do most other people coming in about how supposedly it's like the best four years of your life or something. And I don't know if that's true. I don't think you can tell which are the best years of your life because you have more on the way. So kind of a flawed ideology, I guess. But I realized that if I wanted to enjoy these years and live that kind of life, then it pretty much is in your own hands, right? To push yourself to change. And even if it's hard and awkward and strange, like that decision ultimately was mine. And nonetheless, I think it was the fact that I, like I said, have been blessed enough to have that kind of environment support system that Frosh provides. And I think Alessia can also attest to that. And perhaps even the two of you and somebody else that's listening to this, but to feel comfortable and confident to do the kinds of things that scare you and push you out of that comfort zone. And even to have those influences around you that convince you that, hey, if you want to do more or be more, it's okay. And you have to be uncomfortable to get there. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning about that like life mantra of like seeking discomfort, I guess. And I came upon this realization, I think I was journaling at one point a few years ago, but any kid that grew up shy can tell you that you kind of seek that one person in a room or in a group setting that kind of screams comfort. They radiate like this calm energy and you 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 really latch onto them and I feel like I've spent just under 20 years looking up to those people, so I told myself for the next 20 I want to make it a goal to become one of those people and I'm not sure where I am along that journey, but I hope I'm on the way and of course it's not linear. I think whoever talks to me can tell you that I'll have days of extremely extroverted socializing and then retreat back to my no one talk to me, no one look at me, no one think about me hermit cave for like the next week. So definitely a great um, balance, I think. But I'm I'm happy with how far I've come, and I hope to go even further. And if I can be a teeny tiny part in trying to help somebody or support someone else on this journey, then I definitely want to do my part there. I just want to
3: emphasize one thing that Begney really said, and that's using the people around you. I would not have been able to do that in university or even get to this position as a chair if I didn't use everyone that I met in the entire executive team for the past two years, and even the executive team this year, just helping me in this role, this new, not knowing where this role is going every single day, a new challenge. So it's very difficult to break out of your shell sometimes. No one is ever going to say it's, an easy process because it's not and it does take time and work but there is a silver lining at the end where things do happen and things do go your way it just may take time but do not be afraid to use those people around you and the people that you meet whether that be at orientation week or two years down the line in your undergraduate, use those people, they will be there to help you as you're all just trying to figure it out one step at a time. And if they're upper years, they've been in the exact same position as you. So they at one point have had to break out of their shell. And it's just a gradual timeline that will eventually happen.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And I think that's one of the best things about SHU community because you can message someone like anyone in any year at like 2am in the morning, and they will respond to you with like three paragraph advice on how to do this. And that's like truly the best when it comes to like, especially like, like in your first year, you're like super nervous about academic, social life, clubs, whatnot. Anyone from the show Committee will be there to help you out. And to continue off that, was there any lollipop moments in your four years of show work?
3: and You're going to make me cry for how much I love lollipop moments. Just going to wipe my tear away. <laughs> I definitely have one that comes to mind that wasn't necessarily during a week but it was from my first time as an exec member in 2019 and actually involved last year's O-chair. So shout out to Lisa. Like I previously mentioned, I was a very, very scared first time executive member that had absolutely, and when I say absolutely no idea, I mean absolutely no idea what was happening or what was going on, just kind of going through it. We live near each other, so she wasn't that far away. And There was times during the day where we wouldn't see each other like it wasn't a Thursday where we would see each other at executive meetings, it was just a random day during the week where she would call me at any time and just ask if I wanted to go to Party City with her shopping to get stuff for frosh and it was just out of the blue I'd be on the bus home and she'd be like hey. Do you want to go with me here like i'll pick you up it's totally fine and i'd be like okay sure but the whole gist of it is that she took the time and effort to actually include me in everything even though i wasn't even on her day team i wasn't on her subcommittee we just interacted during like the executive meetings when everyone would just come together to talk and so that wasn't something that she was forced to do or someone told her to do but she helped me feel a lot more comfortable with the executive team and just with the Shula community even afterwards. And it was very, very admirable and something that I strive to try and do to others as well, just because that was such a memorable moment for me. Although it wasn't during Frosh, it was during my Frosh experience. And I will forever be grateful to her for including me in the most random things. But those were the things that made me the most happy as well.
2: What a cute story. Party City, if you're listening, sponsor us, please. (laughs) But I think for me, in 2019 at closing ceremonies, we have this kind of annual ritual at Frosh where we give people warm fuzzies. And it's basically just a little message to say, hey, like, thank you so much for being my friend, or thank you for sharing this cool experience with me, or any other cute little message that you want to give somebody. And I got a warm fuzzy from Anika, who's actually the UBS president that year. So student council president 2019 sends me a warm fuzzy saying that she was proud of me and had never seen that much leadership from a first year before. And I can't tell you how happy it made me to feel so confident and give me so much courage to continue trying out new things and other achievements that I honestly might not have done otherwise. It's just very nice to be validated by somebody that you look up to and have that proof of someone saying you work hard and it's noticed and appreciated and would love to see you doing it more. I think it's very, very valuable and has helped me kind of get to where I am today. And I've definitely tried my best to emulate that for our first year execs, however I can and give them those opportunities to achieve those big, insane things that they genuinely do. They Me and Alessia talk about this all the time. All of our first and second and third years on our exec team blow our minds with the things that they do and the achievements that they accomplish. And we're so, so proud of them. And the kind of carry it forward attitude that Shulik has, we hope to pass on to them and then sit back and spectate as they do these big things and make us so, so proud to have been a tiny part of their journey.
1: Yeah, that's something as like someone who's just going into second year. So I was the incoming frosty just last year. That's something that really surprised me and shook me when I came to Shulik, that just how strong the community is here and how much everyone cares about you, even if you're like a virtual stranger. I don't know if you, Emika or Vagmi know this, but I actually met Alessia at University Fair And at the time I was such a, I was like just as extroverted as I am now, but I was like a baby grade 12 and I was there with people I wasn't really close with. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. So I went to the Shulik booth and at the time I didn't have any, like I wanted to go to Shulik, but I kept, I had this thing like, oh, maybe I'll go here. Maybe I'll go there. I started talking to Alessia and she is so sweet. She spent like maybe an hour, an hour and a half with me. And I was like, oh my God, I'm probably annoying her. She was so sweet about everything. Made me feel so welcomed. And when I actually showed up here, I was like, Alessia was right. And i you're totally correct that even at like 2 a.m. if I message an upper year, they're like, yeah, so this is how you do it. And I get like five paragraphs. Alessia's done it. Shout out to Vivian. She really helped me out. So this is something that truly has a great community. And any listeners, first years, definitely this is something that's going to shock you and make you feel really, really welcome.
3: So- I fully remember that and I was so excited to see that you came to Shula because I'm like, did my words actually impact <laughs> yeah, her decision? Because <laughs> I like fully remember that conversation and you were like the sweetest person I had ever talked to. I remember we were like standing beside a tree like talking <laughs> was at the fun. university fair and it was just so fun. Yeah
1: that's not like technically my uni experience but I'm like my pre-uni experience which is great. Shula was already from the get-go just like perfect. <laughs> it's so adorable to see like these up interactions and like if you remember during trials
0: also said something very very similar happening and it's just so amazing to just see like people who like interact like you might not have known them but like you make the impact of them without even realizing it and that's such a great part of what you like you just make all these amazing memories amazing friends without even thinking and that's so amazing
1: Moving on from like just being a froshie and have all that experience, what is something that froshies will get the chance to be on campus for select courses and do you just have any advice for them as they start university classes in person?
2: Yes, because I overstressed (laughs) about this as well. In first year, I literally talked the head off of all of my leaders in first year. Let me tell you something. The only things that you need for in-person classes is Google Docs, your choice of coffee or tea, and a good pair of headphones for the commute to or from campus. Just don't overthink it. Trial and error what study methods work for you and what don't. And don't try to force yourself to do things how your peers do them because it's different for every single person from personal experience. It took a while for me to find the right people that I worked best with or like the study methods and memorization trick worked best for me. But the struggle is part of the fun. Don't let yourself get caught up in the details. Just keep trying. You'll get there. And it's very, very different than what you might be used to in high school, but it's okay. You live and you learn and that's fine. (laughs) So cute. I know for
0: me, especially my first year, when I was at MGMT 1000, my group, we used to rename our documents as whatever drink I had that morning because I used to bring a a different drink every single day. And I still have those documents. And I was going through them, I think, maybe two or three months ago. I'm like, what's vanilla steamer? What do I have in that document? And another question we have is that I think you know from experience that Fox takes a lot of energy, whether that be in person or online. A lot of shouting, a lot of screaming, a lot of hype. It takes so much energy out of you. How do you self-care and how do you manage
3: your time? Honestly, we're still trying to figure this out. After four years at Schulich, it's a learning process. We often underestimate how much time and effort this position has as we're moving at a really fast pace to spend seven days in just four months, which may not seem like a lot, but On the other side, as like on the executive team, it's so much happening at once. What I personally found to be helpful for me, which may not be the same for everyone in terms of managing my time, is that we actually created like a master schedule by using Google Sheets. The easiest accessible resource that students have access to, to lay like week by week what needs to get done and on a basis of priority, whether that be high, medium, or low. And after starting to use this more frequently to keep note of like all the deliverables that need to be done each week. It was just easier to visualize everything for me at least and then break it down day by day throughout the week. and essentially just what needs to get done but in full transparency similar to everyone else there are days where it's easier to get through a lot of deliverables but that's because i have energy and sometimes it seems like i can barely get through one thing on the list and i realized that that's genuinely okay you don't have to go do everything day by day what you plan out and some things get behind so for anyone listening if you're not on track every single day of your life that is okay but During those days, I generally just take time to self-care, whether that be going on a walk, working out to get some exercise, or simply just laying down in my bed and watching Netflix just to get a break because, you know, that's always fun as well. But the one thing that both Vekmi and I have promised ourselves from the beginning and have stuck to this as well, actually, which was kind of surprising to me, is to not have any calls on Sundays so that we get at least one day For a break. Like even if we want to finish things just to make our next week a little bit lighter, we often do that. But just to provide ourselves a break, we use Sundays as our time to like re-energize for the week. And it's okay to take break for yourself. And self-care, we promote this so much during orientation week is such a big thing. We don't want people to burn out and not be able to enjoy events or just enjoy the process of orientation week. So those are some tips or things that
2: I usually do. Man, I love those Sundays so much. Best day of the week. Okay, I've been known to ruffle a few feathers whenever I say this, but I genuinely think people underestimate how much work goes into planning a frosh. I mean, just look at the numbers. Most conference teams will have anywhere less than, just somewhere less than a year to plan a one or two day event. And O chairs and the frosh exec team we have four months to plan seven days. Um, It's quite a bit. And the hardest part is that you're trying to plan something that people enjoy. And I don't know when was the last time y'all interacted with people, but it is just simply human nature to want to poke holes at things. And I completely get it. I feel like I'm of a very similar nature as well, but it just makes this job a lot more difficult because you you know that you, you better be very, very sure of whatever you're doing or everyone and their cat is going to have an opinion on what you could have done differently what you could have done better and not to say that it's a bad thing I feel like it can be motivating at times as well but for me in terms of taking care of myself I think it's more focused mentally in the sense that it takes a lot of restraint on my end to force myself to not overthink things and genuinely just focus on what I'm doing at the exact moment instead of letting my mind wander to everything else that needs to get done because I work a full nine to five as well so alternating between these two full-time jobs is Pretty draining, but I think the key to getting through it has been so far to compartmentalize. So, when I'm at work, I'm not allowing myself to stress about frosh, and when I'm at frosh, I'm not allowing myself to stress about work. And it can get a lot. And to be quite frank, I'm still trying to figure out that balance between giving my body the break that it needs and completing all the piles of work that need to get done. But like I said, we live and we learn, we make a lot of mistakes, and there are a lot of challenges. And it's okay every once in a while to give yourself that break and forgive yourself if you do fumbles. Just remind, I think, a Alessia and I both that we're trying our best. It's been an incredibly hard year, not just for us, but I think for a lot of people across Schulich and across the country and the world to plan any kind of event as half of the world stays online and the other half goes back to normal and things genuinely are a mess everywhere you look. So all any of us can really try is to do our best and hope that our efforts will gather some kind of results that the 2025s and the leaders that we've hired will be able to benefit from. And also just having friends that you can go talk to and take your mind off of all the work that you need to
0: yeah, it's all amazing advice and there is so much more work that is kind of first seen, like especially in, like from a Frosty's lens. Like you're seeing seven days of events, but in reality it's four months of just like constant planning and working and reworking. The schedule has gone through so many changes over the last four months, and you don't know how much work that can go through, which is so so amazing. Just to see how much time has changed, like from day one to from like actual Frosh. You see how much progress has gone through. That's something really spectacular to see.
1: So our next question is: What is some advice to incoming first years that they can use during their time at Brash?
3: There are so so many things after three full years at Schulich that I genuinely wish someone had told me prior to starting a first year. For those who may be a little bit more shy and introverted and not ready to jump into everything or anything, whether that be speaking out or just asking a question, and this includes week as well, that's genuinely okay. You will eventually find your footing and comfort. the shula community and there's genuinely no rush but do keep in mind to take the time to go to events and don't wait until a couple of years in your undergrad to get involved and this even pertains to frosh don't wait until the last couple of days to come out to events meet people because i personally from experience waited a while to get a little bit more involved outside of frosh into the shula community and it's something i genuinely wish i had done sooner especially after this year and seeing All the amazing and incredible people i've met and the things i've experienced so in essence i would say don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today and the first step is attending orientation week i think in addition to that like a lot of upper years may seem intimidating but we are all genuinely here to help to provide support and answer any and all questions i know this has been said a lot but i just want to emphasize this a lot especially at orientation week before All classes even start, I would say even when I was in my first year after orientation week, actually was my very first day and I was going to Management 1000, which was very scary as one of my first classes. And I had no idea where that auditorium was at all. It was like hidden and I just didn't know how to get in. So I just walked up. this is shy and introverted me saying this i just walked up to the first upper year i saw and asked like where is this like auditorium located i have no idea where i'm going and instead of being mean or instead of not telling me like very open they will genuinely help you with anything even if it means that they are late to their own class. they will help you and just know that there's plenty of people who are out there and ready to hand out any advice that they can give as well from their experience but I would also say another thing is just don't let fear cloud your mindset and decision to try new things. I know that each and every single incoming student is resilient. You have finished your last year of high school online and going for the most part to be starting university in essentially the same format for majority of the part. So use that mentality to continue trying new things with your undergrad. I know that incoming students compared to Ari or Vagmi, I don't know if you'll feel the same or not, but like we were so shy, not really into trying as many new things. Whereas the incoming students like posting on LinkedIn and posting here, they're just getting very involved and eager to meet each other before even starting university. Whereas I probably wouldn't even do that like when I was back in first year. So kudos to y'all. Y'all are really ready to start university and it 100% shows.
2: This is very much facts. Y'all are so ahead of the game and think it's so wonderful. But I think just the biggest piece of advice that I have for anybody coming in is don't overthink it. I promise you every single situation that undergrad throws at you that might make you feel like your world is ending. I promise you're going to get through it okay. And I don't make that promise lightly. If you're anything like me, you're going to make a lot of mistakes in university and that's completely okay. It will take a while for you to actually maybe kind of sort of feel like you know what you're doing and that's fine. You need to let yourself be okay with being that vulnerable because, and I say this often to people that I talk to, it's a lot easier to mess up in first year and still have time to rectify or learn from it than it is to mess up in fourth year and have very little time left to fix it. So don't be afraid of taking those risks and making impulsive decisions to try new things. Even if you don't really know what you're doing, you're not sure if you're going to be good at it, do it. You're going to look back at it one day and be so glad that you had the courage to try it, regardless of if it worked out or it didn't. And I think another really big piece of advice that's probably a lot more relevant now because of the fact that our world right now is still partially online. You are not alone. I know it can be so, 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 so isolating and feel so lonely, like you're the only one going through whatever obstacles you're facing. But I promise you, there are hundreds of others in the exact same situation that you're in right now or have been over the past few years. So just know that you're never the only person going through it. And whenever you need, reach out to somebody who you feel comfortable talking to. Don't let yourself dive deeper into the isolation. It's for sure way harder than said than done. But upper years, like Alessia said, are genuinely here for you. And if the two of us achieve just one singular thing out of this role, it's the hope that we'll be able to communicate to the 2025s that Alessia and I are genuinely here for you, whatever you need, however we can help. Talk to us because we're here to support you and help you out as much as possible. And that we're so excited to meet you and be a teeny tiny little part in the growth and the journey that you're about to experience these next four years and the huge, magnificent things that you're going to achieve along the way.
0: Amazing voice coming from our oceans as we wrap up the question part of our podcast. Next part is my favorite part. <laughs> it was the rapid I'm scared. fire part. I'm terrified. Let's get started. First question,
1: dogs or cats?
2: Dogs. Hi. I don't know. No preference.
1: Favorite word.
2: Watermelon. <laughs> Is there a reason? <laughs> <laughs> it was the first thing that came to my mind. you your answer. I feel like maybe glass. Like I feel like it's such a nice, satisfying word to say right. for whatever reason.
0: Okay, your favorite moment as she looks so far? Thank you so like two seconds.
2: Frost. <laughs> Frost. Easily. Frost,
0: 100%. 100%. <laughs> Talk or text? Text. Talk. Very different people be have here. Morning person or night owl?
2: Night owl uh, trying to be a morning person. Morning person, but I still stay up at night. I don't know why.
1: Bake Starbucks or touch nerds?
3: Starbucks.
2: <laughs> touch nerds.
1: For Sean's,
0: I, I, I don't know. We have a Starbucks a, a Starbucks at our campus. It, I think it's sponsored by Starbucks, but it doesn't have like the same menu. And Tuckner's so. is a very, very famous place. It's in the basement of Shulick that has like fries, and like it's a really nice place to just hang out. The yeah.
3: fries are really good at Tuckner's, but like you're talking to someone who has an undying love for coffee. So,
2: yeah. hard question. <laughs> See, I'm not a coffee person, so Starbucks is not the place for me. I'm, I'm a Tuckner's girl. Next
0: question: top three fresh slang that everyone needs to know?
2: You should know um, one cheer.
3: I don't know if it's a slang. But I'm gonna say one, a cheer. Um,
1: we love our fresh leaders. Like that one was my
2: favorite
1: that they
3: told me last year. Oh! Oh! Yeah! Oh! Hey, vague me. How much do we love M and Shanze?
2: We love M and Shanzay. blah Blah yeah i remember that i used to do it all the time call <laughs> <someone>. <laughs> i think also we are all best friends i think that's a pretty fun cheer that we do all the time and then recently it's also become an abbreviation so w-a-a-b or wab for whatever reason whoever decided to come up with this but it's here now and i'm I'm liking it <laughs> another thing is and
3: kudos to elisa but it's become the biggest hit but mad Ride, if you don't say it at least once
2: during uh, orientation oh, week yeah. Seems, yeah we
1: we had that during I was like it's a mad rad frosh. It was pretty fun.
2: Favorite frosh chant. Okay, I'm gonna say the least known one just because I feel like it was alive for the one week and then it just completely died. But the exec team at some point ended up getting a cheer, which was along the lines of, We're execs, what the heck? What the heck? And I don't know if I can sum up the chaos of being on this team any better than just those three lines.
3: I would say my favorite, and Vigny reminded me this the other day, but it's Shulik, Bulldogs, Come Bear Witness, Blue and Green Because We Meet Business. Favorite oh, one. Oh,
1: I like that one. It's very cute. I love that one.
0: <laughs> what a lot of good frost cheers. I remember my frog cheers. Every other like, hour, we want to hear a new frog and
1: I'm like, how do you <laughs> memorize all this? We it's memorized this so in like 30 minutes. We were like doing it with our chants. It was really fun. Yeah. Before we wrap up, though,
0: chairs, if you guys want to like, give a quick shout out to Frosh and a quick pitch about why they should come out.
3: Yeah. First off, huge, huge shout out for all the incoming 2025s. Y'all have made it so far in your high school journeys and graduated and being accepted to Schulich so to start off you should be so very proud of yourselves because we are all proud of you for making it to Schulich graduating high school so please be proud of yourselves you know Vagmi and I absolutely with all of our hearts love Frosch, and we wouldn't be doing this position if we didn't we are working tirelessly our executive team is working tirelessly for the past couple of months and will be for the past two months to put on such an amazing frost for y'all so You have the opportunity to meet upper years, meet other incoming students and just bond and most importantly, have a good time and learn what it means to be a Shuligan because that is what you're going to be for the next four years. So please stay tuned. Tickets will be coming soon. And we hope that we see you at orientation week because we cannot wait to meet each and every one of you
2: when alessia and i first got into this role i think we both made a commitment that every single part of this event that we are interacting with we wanted to elevate it to a level that has never been seen before in the history of frosh and we hope to make it happen and i think our exec team is definitely working incredibly hard to make it happen and we're seeing big big changes so if you have even the slightest bit of interest and making new friends or getting to know people or honestly just getting an introduction to university, buy a Frosh kit as soon as they're released. I guarantee you're not going to regret it, or at least I hope that you don't regret it, because you're going to walk out with so many new memories and so many amazing experiences. And I don't know I feel like we've been hyping up frosh this entire podcast, but come to Frosh, come meet us. We want to say hi.
1: If all the other stuff doesn't convince you, that one should, because that yes amazing people
0: honestly like you will not meet more amazing people than bag and unless you're frosh week so if you want to meet them you want to 100 buy your frosh kit when they are available to be purchased. and that is all that we have for today thank you so so much for tuning in with us and we hope you walk away with this episode learning so much about orientation week and why we love frosh so much we wish the best to the o-week exec team as they plan the most mad rat frosh of all times
1: with that being said insider will be back with its new episode very soon so stay tuned until then, you can stay up to date on everything that's happening with The Insider on our social media pages. at The Insider Media on Instagram and The Insider Media group on Facebook. Thank you for listening and see you next time.